Amen. What an incredible gift we have already experienced together this morning. Church, can you get excited? It's a new year. Can you get excited? God is doing some incredible things here, and we are so very grateful for the opportunity to, to gather together in the name of Jesus, the name that is above all names. And I want you to know, if you're new to Shades Mountain or if you're joining us online this morning for this service, what we just were singing, we unapologetically stand upon. There is no other name like the name of Jesus. If you wanna know what this church is all about, this church is about Jesus. And we thank God for what he is doing here and the absolutely, you can clap for that. We'll clap for Jesus all day. And it's a new year. And that means it's a new opportunity to, to seek the Lord and to ask the Lord what he wants to do in and through us. And so as we gather today, together today, I do wanna turn our attention to a passage of scripture that, that it may be familiar to you if you've, if you've spent much time in church or or if you've studied the Bible at all, Matthew chapter six is where we're gonna turn. This is right in the middle of what's called the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount is, is the most famous, it's the longest recorded sermon we have of Jesus in the scripture, Matthew five, six, and seven. And right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, we're gonna look at a couple of verses in, in chapter six. And I, I believe these verses just ask us here at a new year, to evaluate our perspective and evaluate what really matters most in our lives. And that's, that's wherever you are in your faith journey. You, you may be just checking things out. You may be brand new to, to church or, or the Christian faith. You may be brand new to, to even thinking about Jesus at all, or maybe you've been in the church your entire life. I believe these words of Jesus that we consider today they really are an invitation to just stop and evaluate what really matters most. So we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6, begin verse 33. If you have your Bible, I want to invite you to turn there with me. If you don't have a Bible with you, we got Bibles all over the room. You'll see them in the backs of the seats there. Just grab one, if you will, so that you can follow along with us. Matthew is the, the, the first book of the New Testament. It's one of the four Gospels in the New Testament that, that show us eyewitness accounts of the life and ministry of Jesus. And so as we turn our attention there, as we, as we do each week when we read the scripture, I do want to invite you, if you're willing and able, to stand with me. And I know, again, you may be new to Shades today or you're joining online, you're going, why are they standing? Well, we, we stand at the reading of God's word so that we can all be reminded that the people of God for 2,000 years have stood on the foundation of God's word. It is the solid rock, immovable foundation, firm beneath the feet of the people of God. And so in Jesus' name, we stand on the word of God. And every time we turn to the scripture, every time we open the Bible, we are opening God's word. And so every time we go to the word, we are invited to see what God says. We say this often, what God says is right and good and true. The beginning of a new year, don't we need to hear what God says? Don't we need to hear what is right and good and true? So this is the scripture. We stand in reverence to the Holy Scripture, Matthew 6, 
33, the words of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, Jesus says, will be added to you. Verse 34, therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow. Somebody in the room, please say amen. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This is the word of the Lord. This will be our guide this morning. I want to ask us to pray together before we are seated. So would you pray with me as we consider God's word. Father, we we thank you. We thank you for for what we've already experienced and already received here this morning as as your spirit is moving among us and as our voices have been lifted in song. Lord, we we thank you for the testimonies that have been sung of, of who you are and your faithfulness to us. There is no name like the name of Jesus. So as we turn our attention now to the words of Jesus, to this holy text in the scripture, I pray, Lord God, that you would use your word to speak life into our lives. We need to hear from you. There is so much noise that surrounds us. There is so much noise fighting for our attention. Lord God, we need to hear from you. And so I pray, I pray, that in the midst of all of our stories and all the scenarios that, that we're walking through this morning, that, that you would speak clearly, that we would hear your voice, and we would have a little more understanding of, of who you are and what you have done. Father, use this day as you see fit to show us what we need to see. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing with me. And I do want to say, as this is my first sermon of this new year, 2023, happy new year to you. So grateful for Jeremy preaching last week on New Year's Day. He did a beautiful job laying out the word of God. And I'm so excited to be back in the pulpit here this morning. I, I, I am curious, eight days in, how, how are you doing with your resolutions and your goals? Everything going great? I, I was reading something this week that got my attention. I thought it was kind of funny. It, it, it said that 80% of all New Year's resolutions fail by the end of January. How's that for some encouragement? So if you've made it eight days, man, you're, you're doing really, really good. If you've already fallen off, hey, you're, you're like most people. So welcome to the club, right? But as I was thinking about a new year and this time when, when we really do have an unusual opportunity at the beginning of a new year to evaluate, to consider our lives, to think about what, what we hope to see, to think about what we have experienced in a year gone by, a, a new year is a, a unique opportunity in the calendar to to re-examine and reevaluate what really is most important. And as I was praying over this text specifically, knowing that I would be preaching on these verses here today, my my first sermon of this year, I had a thought in my in my study time. My thought was simply this, hey, there's nothing wrong with resolutions and goals. In fact, for many people, resolutions and goals are are a great gift. 
They, they help lay the tracks that, that we can walk down to accomplish the things that we hope to accomplish. Resolutions and goals can be a very good thing in our lives. But what if at the beginning of this year, what if at the beginning of 2023, our focus was not as much on all the things we want to do, but instead our focus was really all about our point of view. That's the thought I had. It's like, okay, that kind of sounds like it goes together. And as I began to pray about it, I began to ask the Lord, what would it look like if we as a church, we as a people, were less focused on all of our to-do list and more focused on our point of view, our perspective, and why we do what we do. Because Jesus seems to be saying to us here in Matthew chapter six, evaluate your perspective. What really is most important in your life? You may have a long list of things that you want to accomplish. Hey, I, I do too. I, I, I want to accomplish many things with my life. I want God to use my life in, in many ways for his glory. But what is your perspective? What is your point of view? Why are you doing what you're doing? What really is most important to you? Because the doing becomes very different when our focus in our doing is on the one who is actually reigning and ruling over all. And so Jesus says in Matthew 6, seek first, seek First, this is of most importance. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all the doing, all these things will fall into place. They'll be added to you. They'll have clarity of, of vision. Seek first the kingdom above all else, Jesus says. And I just wonder, how different might your year be this year? If every day you woke up with a simple prayer in your mind and on your heart, a simple prayer that just says, Lord, today, help me know how to seek you first. Help me know on this day, Lord, above all else, how to seek you first, to seek the kingdom and your righteousness above all else. Would you pray that prayer? If we're gonna pray that prayer, if we're gonna ask that question, how can we seek first the kingdom of God this day? We need to know what is the kingdom of God? What, what is Jesus talking about when he talks about the kingdom of God? Because Jesus talks about the kingdom of God a lot in the gospels. What is this all about? The kingdom of God, really, when Jesus brings this up, this really is all about the authority of God, the authority of the one who is reigning and ruling. It's all about the lordship of God. It's all about the sovereign rule of God. I've heard it said this way, that the kingdom of God is anywhere and everywhere that Christ reigns. 
Uh, I'm grateful for this definition from Pastor John Piper. He says the basic meaning of the word kingdom in the Bible is God's kingly rule, his reign, his action, his lordship, his sovereign governance. The the kingdom of God is the, the rule, the reign, the authority of God. So here in Matthew 6, Jesus is saying, seek first the rule of God over your life above all else. And all these things will be added to you. Become so captivated by the lordship of Christ. Become so captivated by the reign and the authority and the rule of the one who is sovereign over all. that it's actually a struggle to get caught up in the things of the world. That's what Jesus is saying. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. I really believe Jesus puts this right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, knowing, of course, in his sovereignty, in his reign, this would be the the longest recorded sermon we would have in the word of God. He puts this statement, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, because he knows we need to hear it. Jesus knows that every day you and I are going to wake up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake up tomorrow morning and the moment my eyes open, the moment I put my feet on the ground beside my bed, there's going to be a battle that's going to be waging in my heart and my life. And it's going to be a battle over which kingdom will I seek today? Will I seek the kingdom of God? Or will I seek the kingdom of me? Which kingdom will I seek to to be involved with, to to build, to to follow? What, What kingdom will I pursue today? What kingdom will you pursue today? That battle is being fought in your heart and your mind even right now. Is this about you being in control? Or is this about trusting in the one who is actually in control? Is this about you getting the things that you want or is this about trusting the one who actually knows what you need? Which kingdom will you pursue? And Jesus knows, Jesus knows this. When we are seeking first his kingdom, we actually are set free. Because when you seek first the kingdom of the one who is truly reigning over all, the one who is truly in control, you are free to rest in his authority, his lordship, and his rule. But when you are seeking first your own kingdom, seeking to build your own kingdom, you're actually placing yourself in bondage. Because in seeking to build your own kingdom over the kingdom of God, it means you have to be the one who is in control. You have to be the one who is the authority. And if you are the one who is trying to be the Lord and authority of your life, if you are the one who is trying to be in control of everything in your life, the the only way that you can live is with the companions of worry and anxiety constantly plaguing your heart. Because if we're honest, we would all say there are things we know we can't control. 
No matter how hard we try, we cannot control everything that happens in our lives. And so Jesus is saying, look, if you seek first the kingdom of God, you actually are being invited to live free. To be set free from the bondage of worry and anxiety and the things of this world that you attempt to control. This is what we see in Matthew 6, 31 and 32, the verses right before where we started Today, Jesus says this, therefore do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we wear? Verse 32 says, for the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. What what is this all about? Well, Jesus is saying here, if we are consumed by the things of this world, if we're trying to control our life and, and prove our worth by the things we acquire or the things we accomplish, we're really no different than someone who's not a believer. You see, this term Gentiles, it was, it was used in reference to those who were, who were not religious, to those who were not believers. They would have been called the pagans of their day. And, and Jesus is saying, look, the, those who are Gentiles, those who are non-believers, they do not have hope in God. But they've got to look for hope somewhere. Maybe you can relate to this. And so they begin to place their hope in the things of this world. And they begin to place their hope in the things that they can acquire for themselves. They begin to place their hope in the things they can accomplish for themselves. They begin to place their hope in trying to make their name great. And if your only hope is in yourself and the things you can accomplish and acquire, then that means you have to constantly fight for control. And when you are constantly fighting for control, your companion will always be worry and anxiety at the things of this world. And Jesus is saying, it doesn't have to be this way for you. This call to seek first the kingdom, it's actually an invitation because as Jesus says here, your father knows what you need. Will you trust him? Will you trust his authority over your life? Will you trust him as the the one who will reign and rule in your life? Will you trust that he really is in control by seeking first his kingdom? Dr. Danny Aiken of Southeastern Seminary writes this, "The, the God who took care of our greatest problem at the cross can certainly be trusted to take care of anything else we may face daily in this life. He has secured our eternity. He will see you through today. God is on his throne and you are in his hands. What a comforting truth for those who are followers of Jesus Christ. Seek first his kingdom. Seek first the one who is reigning and ruling over all. Seek first the one who is truly in control. You can trust him. Then verse 34, Jesus makes this statement, therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. 
Here Jesus really is saying, seek first the kingdom today. Seek first the kingdom today. You have been given a gift today. It's called today. So seek first the kingdom today. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. You've been given today. Seek first the kingdom today. And it's not like Jesus is saying, hey, don't, don't plan for the future. Don't make plans. Don't try to be prepared for things that are coming. That's not what Jesus is saying at all. In fact, the word of God would say, be prepared. Walk in wisdom. Make plans. But as you plan, open your hands. As you make plans, seek first the kingdom. As you make plans, surrender your plans to the one who is sovereign and reigning over all. Seek first the kingdom today. In the book of James, near the end of the New Testament, we, we see this really beautiful statement that goes lockstep with what we're reading here in Matthew 6. And for those of you who, who know anything about James in the Bible, he's actually the, the half-brother of Jesus. It's pretty amazing that, that, that James was a follower of Jesus. I, I want to ask you to consider this. Those of you who have siblings, what would it take for you to believe that your sibling was the Messiah? Pretty big step of faith, right? And James is watching Jesus and going, oh, oh man, a <laughs> um, little different than me. He really is the son of God. James, a disciple of Jesus, the half-brother of Jesus, he writes this letter for us that can, is contained in the word of God. And he, he says this in James chapter 4, verse 13, come now you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. Seek first the kingdom today. Because today you've been given. You do not know what tomorrow will bring. James says, what is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Seek first the kingdom today. Choose today to live with a kingdom of God mindset, believing in gratitude that God is the one who is truly reigning. God is the one who is truly in control. God is the one worthy of your trust. And for just a moment, I, I want to share just a, a personal testimony, if I can, of of how this has played out in our life and our family over the last couple of years. In the spring of, of 2021, year and a half, almost two years ago now, Megan and I were praying about a, a very significant step of faith, a, a very big decision that we were considering. And that was the decision to, to consider coming here to Shades Mountain. This was, a, this was a huge decision for our family. It had very significant implications for our kids. Specifically, uh, our oldest, McKenna, was going to be going into her senior year of high school. And, and I mean, what parent in their right mind moves their daughter before their senior year of high school, right? I mean, that's crazy. 
Our son Brody was going to be starting high school. What, what parent throws their son into a brand new high school? And not only that, if we, if we made this move to Birmingham and to Shades Mountain, this, would have, this was going to be the first time for us since having children to live in a, in a city where we don't have any family at all. We knew very few people here in Birmingham. And so this, this was weighing heavy on us. And I, I'll be honest, I, I was worried. We were worried. What's this going to mean for our kids? And how's this going to impact our family? And, and yet we were, we were praying because we want to be where God desires for us to be. And we, we want to live by faith. And, and we want to seek first the kingdom. And so we were wrestling with this. And, and I'll tell you, we were, we were doing as much research as we could possibly do on Shades Mountain. What, what is this church? Who are these people, right? I mean, we're online, you know, looking at, at, at sermons and looking at videos and trying to find anything that we can, gathering information about Shades. And in one particular day, in the spring of 21, we, we found a, a video on YouTube and it was a, a video that was just called Living Scent. It was a short film that the team here at Shades Mountain had made. And I know many of you have seen that. We're, we're uh, actually in just a moment, we're going to watch that. But before we do, I just want you to know that this was a very significant gift in our life as we were praying about coming here. This movie that we're going to watch, this little film, it's about 10 minutes long. It was, it was actually made in 2019. So at the time, it was a couple years old. And I began to think as we were watching this in 2019, we as a family had grabbed a hold of this statement, live sent. And we, we were trying to position our lives to to live this statement, to live sent as a family, to encourage others in, in the church where I was pastoring, to live sent. And, and as we were seeking to live sent and encourage others to live sent, we, we came up with a, a statement, if you will, to, to explain and unpack what it means to us personally to live sent. And I, I'm gonna share that with you in a moment. But first, I just want to say, before we watch this film, the Lord did something very significant in our lives as we watched this film. And Megan and I just began to weep together watching this on our back porch. I, I won't soon forget it. Because as we watched this film, we began to feel like this is exactly, exactly what our heart is and what God has called us to and what we want to be a part of. This is exactly where we're supposed to be. And so I know, again, several of you, many of you have seen this. Some of you are actually in the film. So you're, you are movie stars today. But I know many of you have, have come to Shades since 2019. And so this will be new for you. And let it just cast some vision as to who we are as a church and just remind us all of the DNA that is a part of this church. You'll see Pastor Danny kick this thing off and then you're gonna see these stories weave together in this film. So let's watch it, let's watch it together.
Church, it's been a great morning together. And just as we have gathered, so now we get to scatter. And so we send you back into the sphere in which God has placed you. And it's not just a job or a role or an environment, but it's into a ministry. And so church family, you are not dismissed from this service, but you are sent into your week. Have a great week. Take a seat. pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you. Thank you for your love and grace. You're the provider, the healer. Continues. Bless our family. Hey, Dad. Hey. Is everything all right? Dad? Yeah, sure. Everything's fine. I'm probably going to take my walk here in a bit. Just wanted to check on you, see if you needed anything. No, I think we're good. Thanks, though. Okay. I thought I'd just check and see if I could do anything for you. Thanks, Dad. We're really doing well, actually. Are you all right?
must be a new feature. The older models don't do that. Can I help you? I'm Mallory. And you're new. Yeah. I made this for you. I'm James. to cry in the bathroom back when I first started. Class is an interesting choice, though. I'm Alicia. Janie, you need a coffee. Going down.
car broke down, I met this super nice guy. I love our church. I love our church so much. And I'm so thankful that the Lord used something beautiful and simple like a little film to say, this is where I'm taking you. Trust me. I've got you. Hey, there's even people there that will bring you dinner (laughs) if you're new. But I'm so grateful that God called our family here because this is exactly what we want our lives to be about. And this video so beautifully shows what it means to live sent. And this is, this is who we are as a church. And this is what we want to be known for. And this is what we want God to use our lives for. That we are a people that is seeking first the kingdom of God today. Because today there are opportunities in our lives to point to the one who is in control. And this video lays it out so beautifully and, and really highlights, if you will, that statement that I talked about earlier that the Lord began to press in on our hearts and our lives as we were trying to, to give some definition to what it means to live sin. And here, here's what we landed on. And I want to lay this out for you today because this is what we, we want to hold up as a church as we seek to live sin. This is, this is what it means. This is where we landed Living sin is leveraging who we are and what we've been given for the sake of the gospel wherever we are and wherever God takes us. We're going to be talking about this more at length over the next few weeks. Leveraging who we are and what we've been given. That means who I am and and what is is in my hands and, and what has been entrusted to me. It's not for me. It's actually to be used for the glory of God, for the sake of the gospel, wherever I am and wherever God takes me. That that means where I live is not just a house on a street. It's a place where God has put me to leverage my life with what he's entrusted to me for the sake of the gospel advancing on my street. And that means the school where, where you attend, it's not just a place that you go to school, it's, it's a place where God has put you to leverage your life for the sake of the gospel right where you are. The city we live in, 
It's not just the city we call home. It is a a missional outpost where God has put us to leverage who we are and what we've been given as we go to work to use the gifts and the talents we've been given for the sake of the gospel wherever we are and then wherever God takes us because there are times God wants to take us into new areas and new territory and new adventures. Will we seek first his kingdom? And will we leverage who we are and what we've been given for the sake of the gospel? I just want to ask you, would you you be willing at the beginning of this new year to pray that simple prayer, Lord, show me how to seek first your kingdom today. And Lord, would you show me how to live sent? What does this mean for me personally to leverage my life, to leverage who I am and what I've been given for the sake of the gospel right where I am and wherever, God, you take me? And as we pray about this together, we are entering into a time of 21 days of prayer. And so I just want to call you into that as a church. Would you be willing to, to set aside these next 21 days to intentionally pray uh, about this mission and, and your part in this mission to leverage who you are and what you've been given for the sake of the gospel wherever you are and wherever God takes you. You'll see prayer guides all around the room. They're, they're on the, the seats right there. If if you haven't passed them down the road, would you go ahead and do that so that everybody has a prayer guide starting tomorrow. We've got a little devotional and a prayer guide for 21 days. And we want to, as a church, walk through this together. We also want you to know that beginning tomorrow morning at 630 in our conference center, we will be having a, a specific time of prayer. And we'd love for you to join us Monday through Friday. We're going to be praying at 630 in the conference center. And this has become a, a beautiful gift in the in the rhythm of our church here at Shades. And we'd love for you to come and pray with us. Pray specifically for our, for our community and our city and how God wants to use us here and beyond, wherever he takes us, for the sake of the gospel. Will you ask God to show you how he desires for you to leverage your life? Will you ask God to show you what does it mean today for you to seek first his kingdom. And let's pray with expectation that God wants to do something significant through us as his church this year for his glory. To that end, let me pray for us. We'll, we'll, we'll close our time together. We are going to respond in singing before we go. But let's, let's have a word of prayer and let's just ask God to, to, to show us what he wants us to personally see as it relates to leveraging our lives for the sake of the gospel, as we seek first the kingdom and his righteousness above all else. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful, grateful for your love, grateful for your grace in our life, grateful for what you have done through Jesus Christ and what that means for each and every one of us, Lord. Father, I specifically pray for those who are here who who perhaps are wrestling with their faith or or perhaps questioning what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. And I pray that, that today for them, the prayer of seeking first the kingdom is actually a personal prayer to say, Jesus, I'm ready to seek you. 
I'm ready to trust you, your reign, your rule, your authority in my life. Jesus, I'm ready to trust you. And so Jesus, I'm asking you to be my Lord and my Savior. Oh, Father, we praise you for the gift of salvation and how your word shows us that, that receiving salvation really is as simple as confessing with our mouth and believing in our heart that Jesus is Lord. And so, Father, I know there are some among us who are saying, it's, it's, it's my time to, to step out on faith and to trust in Jesus. And we just give you the, the space and the invitation to, to invite Jesus to be your Lord and Savior today. And Father, for those who are, who are walking with you and, and seeking to follow you in their lives, I pray at the beginning of this new year that, that you would give us all a, a renewed perspective. That you would show us what it means today to seek first the kingdom. And you would show us what it means this week, right where we are, to, to leverage our lives, to leverage who we are and, and, and what we've been given for the sake of the gospel. Lord, thank you for where you've placed us. Thank you for where you've called us. I pray, Lord God, that you would open our eyes to see how we specifically can live sent right where you've placed us. And Lord, wherever you want to take us, show us. Whether that be on a mission trip, whether that that be in in church planning, whether that, that be in something totally different. Lord, show us where you want us for your glory, for the sake of the gospel. Because when we seek first the kingdom of God, all these other things, all these other things are right where they should be. So Lord, give us eyes to see and give us faith to believe as we seek to follow you into this 21 days of prayer, we pray that you would show us what you desire for us to see for your glory. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Would you stand with us as we sing together and respond to what the word of God has laid before us here this morning.